February 4th. Our reading in the New Testament today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. And this is a chapter of stinging rebuke to the religious know-it-alls of his day. Jesus takes the Pharisees and Sadducees to task, and he really, uh, he kind of makes toast of them. He uh, calls them a lot of names, hypocrites, uh, other uh, names that are not very complimentary. And of course, uh, the point is we have those religious know-it-alls in our Christian culture today. And Jesus says to uh, those who think they know so much about the scriptures, uh, about God, and uh, take it upon themselves to teach others, to tell others how to live their lives, when they themselves wouldn't uh, live that way, nor would they help anybody else. They wouldn't lift a finger to help somebody else live a holy life. Uh, They are teachers of the law for profit, and uh, not only for profit, but to uh, feel good about themselves at the expense of others. So Jesus, the Son of God, if you can imagine uh, the irony of this, it's just absolutely incredible that here is the uh, Son of God who has visited the earth, and of all the people in the world who should know who He is and what He's all about, it should be these teachers of the law. After all, they are the religious experts of the day. But they totally miss it. I mean, a mile wide miss it. Watch out for the legalists of our day. They're, they're out there in droves, and uh, you'll always find a lot of religious people who want to tell you what to do and tell you what God is saying to you. Don't let other people open up your mail from God. Uh, you are quite capable of. God has a letter for you, and He wants a personal relationship with you. Well, let's see how it all comes down here in the New Testament as we begin reading there today. February 4th, Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 39. How terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you won't let others enter the kingdom of heaven and you won't go in yourselves. Yes, how terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees. For you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn him into twice the son of hell, as you yourselves are. Blind guides, how terrible it will be for you. For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple you can break that oath. But then you say that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools! Which is greater, the gold, or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to take an oath by the altar can be broken, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind! For which is greater, the gift on the altar, or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar... You are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. How terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income. But you ignore the important things of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. 
You should tithe, yes, but you should not leave undone the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat. Then you swallow a camel. How terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites! You are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup, and then the outside will become clean too. How terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. You try to look like upright people outwardly, but inside your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. How terrible it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed and decorate the graves of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, we never would have joined them in killing the prophets. In saying that, you're accusing yourselves of being the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead, finish what they started. Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? I will send you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law. You will kill some by crucifixion and whip others in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will become guilty of murdering all the godly people, from righteous Abel to Zechariah, son of Baruchiah, whom you murdered in the temple between the altar and the sanctuary. I assure you, all the accumulated judgment of the centuries will break upon the heads of this very generation. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now, look, your house is left to you, empty and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 28, verses 1 through 9. David's enemies were undermining his reputation and his work, so he turned to the Lord with two special requests. Number one, that God would speak to him. And I have to admit, I'm that same way. Aren't you? Don't you want God to speak to you in a way that you'll hear and understand? Maybe not in an audible voice, but uh, the Lord speaking to you in a way that you can clearly discern that it is in fact the Lord who is communicating. And the other request that God would save him. Yes, Lord, save me. Apart from you, Lord Christ, I can do nothing. Apart from you, Lord, I am nothing. I get to go to heaven completely and totally on the virtue of another person, my Lord Jesus Christ. God speaks to us in answered prayer. If you are silent, David says here, I might just as well be dead. And if you don't deliver me, Lord, you're treating me like the enemy. Ah, some pretty powerful arguments there. Well, God heard him and helped him, and that was cause for rejoicing. He does the same for you and me today as we trust in him. 
You can rejoice in the Lord even when you cannot rejoice in yourself or your circumstances. Trust God to be your strength, your song, and your salvation. He is the faithful shepherd who can carry both you and your burdens. Psalm 28, verses 1 through 9, a psalm of David. O Lord, you are my rock of safety. Please help me. Don't refuse to answer me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Don't drag me away with the wicked and those who do evil, those who speak friendly words to their neighbors while planning evil in their hearts. Give them the punishment they so richly deserve. Measure it out in proportion to their wickedness. Pay them back for all their evil deeds. Give them a taste of what they have done to others. They care nothing for what the Lord has done, or for what His hands have made. So He will tear them down like old buildings, and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord, for He has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. I trust in Him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord protects His people and gives victory to His anointed King. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them forever in your arms. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey them and live. Guard my teachings as your most precious possession. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them hold you back from an affair with an immoral woman, from listening to the flattery of an adulterous woman.